listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, welcome back to Nonstop Mom. This is Carolyn Shuttlesworth. <laughs> this isn't going to work. Well. All right. No, no, it's all right. Yeah. It's good you're laughing. All right. Hey, ladies, this is Karen Shuttlesworth. <laughs> we might have to do my part and edit Jenna in on her own. <laughs> I'm not going to look at you. I'm not going to look at you. That's it. Okay. Do your thing. Hey ladies, this is Carolyn Shuttlesworth. This is Nonstop Mom Podcast. That sounded like a sports. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nonstop Mom Podcast. Thanks for coming back with us. Here's this your week. updates for yeah. the week. <laughs> what the heck? It's not even me. That's good. All right. Hey ladies, this is Carolyn Shuttlesworth with Nonstop Mom Podcast. Thank you so much again for. Oh, I thought you were Instagramming me. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Don't do that. Like a messy bed and like. All right. Hey, ladies. This is Carolyn with Nonstop Mom Podcast. Thank you so much again for joining me this week. If you haven't done so already, share this, get the word out. I'm really going to be touching on a subject that we don't talk about a lot. Um, I have a wonderful, special guest with me. I'll introduce her in just a minute. Um, but go ahead and share this. Uh, you can go over to nonstopmom.net also to get any of the podcasts. Also, I put a blog out every week. Uh, you can get that on there. And every Friday is a new podcast. Um, so the topic that I'm going to be touching on today is miscarriages. Uh, so many women in the world go through them and you never hear them talk about it. Uh Fear onsets, you get guilt and shame, and that is the complete opposite of how we should be feeling. That is a lie from the enemy. So we're going to be touching on that. I got several questions I'm going to be asking my guest today. Her name is Jenna Joyner. She's a dear friend of mine, and um, she works for our ministry. How long, Jenna, have you been working for us? Is it What year did you start? I started with you guys about... About, it's been like four or five years now. Yeah, Yeah. it's been a long time. So she is a vital part of Miracle Word. If you've ever uh, had to call in or write in, she is our main gal. She is the admin to Miracle Word Ministries. She makes it happen. She does so much for us and she's wonderful. But I, I asked her to come on today because she has such a powerful testimony, um, about uh, how she couldn't have babies. I'm going to let her uh, give that to you here in just a minute, but how she couldn't have babies and the stuff that she went through and uh, the miracle children that she has now. But I was just thinking the other day, you know, we have to stand on some verses uh, in the Bible here because this is our go-to. This is the norm. This is the word of God. This is what we are supposed to be believing. If you are a Christian woman, it's time that we get into the word of God and realize the power that we have, how strong we are. And you know, most women, I believe most women have gone through a miscarriage. Don't, have you met a lot of? Yeah, a lot. Actually, it's more common than what we know. And like we even had a doctor tell us that there's more miscarriages than there are actual births. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And it causes a lot of unwanted feelings, but a lot of it is from the enemy. All of it's from the enemy. You know, God gives us life. He wants us to have children. So he's not taking them away. You know, you hear that a lot. You know, if it's his will, you'll get pregnant. It's his will. The Bible says, be fruitful and multiply. He wants you to have babies. So we have to learn to speak only the word of God. And when I was coming across the Hebrews 13, 5, it says, for God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. We have to remember that he's in, he's in this with us. He's believing. I mean, he wants us to believe for, you know, the Bible says he gives us the desires of our heart, but who places those desires in our heart? It's him. It's his desire for you to have children. And if you go with me over to John 14, 27, This is such a powerful thing to remember as you're getting ready to hear um, Jenna's testimony and what the things she went through and how she stood on faith and she uh, overcame fear and peace crept into their lives with her and her husband. But it says in John 14, 27, I'm leaving you. Now, this is red letters, so it's, it's direct words out of the mouth of Jesus. I'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart and the peace i give is a gift of the world that the world can't not give so don't be troubled or afraid so we have to learn to stand in you know peace one is one of the fruits of the spirit we have to learn to stand in this supernatural peace when we're going through a trial and you know the enemy comes to kill to kill steal and destroy not the lord so when you're going through something that he wants you to have, that he's died on the cross for, he's not uh, putting you through this as a test to your faith. There's a real enemy out to destroy you. He doesn't want you to have kids. He's he's after your seed, you know? So we have to realize that when the Lord left, we became little Christ. We are his seed and we have so much power within us and the, the devil doesn't want us to get that revelation. So the first thing I'm gonna ask Jenna here is, tell everyone who's listening, how did you, you know, you and Ralph, uh, overcome the thoughts of doubt, fear, and unbelief um, after you kind of give a little bit of your testimony, how you how you got up to what, you know, what we're talking about as far as miscarriages? Yeah, so I guess I'll start off with um, kind of like telling what we've been through and kind of, you know, giving our testimony so you can kind of have like a background story to it. So in my husband and I, we got married in 2009. And I was told soon after we got married that I could not have children. Um, my body wouldn't be able to carry them. Ooh. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's 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 a power. When you guys listen, when she gets through this, it I is know. a powerful testimony. But, you know, as a mother's heart, there's still going to be feelings there. So it, it's and sometimes right. you kind it's of okay. like you go on with life yeah. and you kind of like now talking about it, you think back and like it's not I'm not crying like tears of sadness. It's like it's joy. Yeah, like I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking at the dates of what's happened and it's God has brought us so far and he's done a mighty, mighty thing. So. Um, so, yeah, so I'll start in 2009. We got married. We were told that I wouldn't be able to carry. Um, I wouldn't be able to have children. Um, I was in my early 20s, so, of course, hearing that, you instantly, like, man, like, you know, 
you just can't, you know, fathom that. So anyway, we ended up um, in 2012. And how you how you believe now isn't how you always believe, no. right? So like you didn't grow up. I was up, newly saved. Right. When yeah. you came to our church and mm-hmm. I met you, you had you had just received Christ. Yes. So Yeah, so actually my husband and I met and we got married in 2009. We met in 2007. And um, he actually is the one who led me to the Lord. So I wasn't saved. I didn't grow up in church. Um, I didn't know, like, about healing. I didn't know any of that. Like, I was literally totally new. So I was only a couple years saved at this point. And um, so, yeah, I didn't have the faith that I have now. And that's something that, like, I I had to really um, – what am I trying to say here? My faith had to build up. You know, when yeah. I first heard this word, instantly you think like it's your it's your flesh because you go into doubt and you go into fear and you're like, what well, did I do wrong? Right. It's and on I, you. Right. And I'm like, well, this is what the doctor says, you know, and my husband actually helped me with that. And he's like, no, like this is what we believe. But, you know, he grew up in church and he had more of a foundation than I had. Um, So, yeah. So, so you had to learn to to build that foundation while going through this. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. So, and that's something that I learned, you know, we always want to put it on God when something bad happens. Instantly we go right to him and we're like, man, God, like, why did you do this? He didn't do anything. You know, he didn't, he doesn't put anything bad in your life. He doesn't, he doesn't want to see you cry. He doesn't want to see you hurt. Like he wants to take all of that from you. And so, but for me, I didn't know that. So I'm I'm battling those things in the beginning, which was like a learning process for me. And which, you know, as I get through the story, like you'll see like how sh- how sh- how I built my faith up and how I, you know, um, stood firm on the word and what he said for, you know, but I, you got to think like in 2009, I didn't know much of the word. Right. Like you I just, read the Bible. Right. You just had received like the milk of the word at that point. Yeah. They say. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so we ended up in 2012, we ended up, um, I found out I was pregnant and we found out that we were having twins. And so, yeah, so it was like kind of crazy. Like you go from like, you know, I had multiple doctors tell me you're not going to have children to, I literally like, we didn't take any medicine. We didn't do in vitro. We didn't do any of that. We just, there I was, I was pregnant with twins. (laughs) And so, um, I was having some problems and I had went to the doctor and I was about 23 weeks and they told me that I was in labor. And so they told me that the best thing to do was to go in and I should abort the babies. So of course my husband and I were like, that's not going to happen. Like we're not going to lose them. We're definitely not going to abort them, you know? And so I went to the hospital, they tried to stop my labor and they couldn't stop it. So I ended up um, delivering both of our girls, Jasmine and Isabella at 23 weeks and they didn't make it. Their lungs weren't strong enough. So I remember in that moment, I remember looking at my husband and I said, I was like, I'm scared. That was fear. So I instantly let fear come in. You open the door to And it. take over that situation. Yeah. And so because I didn't have the faith, like I can look back at these situations and I, my faith wasn't there yet. 
it just wasn't. Um, and I didn't do anything wrong. My body just, it's very, very common to go into labor early. My body just went into labor early. So it's not anything that I did. But of course, naturally, you're like, man, what did I do wrong? Yeah, the you guilt, know? the shame, you, you start yeah. feeling it. And here I am, I'm like, you know, we go to church, we're, we're saved, we're givers, you know, it, but it wasn't us. We didn't do anything wrong. I just didn't know how to battle what the enemy was trying to take from me. Like I wasn't equipped yet yeah. to battle it. If that, you know, if that makes no, sense. No, totally. So, There's lots of people who don't get healed because they, they're, they're not fighting the good fight of faith. They just mm-hmm. go with it. Like, all right, I'm sick. Or, right. Or that's it. I love God. You know, if I don't make it, I'm going to go to heaven. It's like there's no fight in them. Right. Absolutely. And I, I and yeah, and I definitely was at that stage. I wasn't, I wasn't fighting back. Right. So then in 2013, we tried again. Um, I ended up having a six-week miscarriage, and I'll kind of fast forward. In 2014, I we tried again, <laughs> and I became pregnant with our son, Mason. He was almost full term. I was just a few weeks from my due date, and I went in, and uh, they told me that his heart had stopped. So instantly, once again, I was like, here we go again. I even said that. Because you're weeks, like you said. Yes. Weeks, weeks from giving birth. So, I mean, like, yes. he's he's fully cooked in there now. We're, right. He's good to go. And all of a sudden, his heart stopped beating. And after we did the, you know, I went in, I waited a couple days, and I prayed. And, um, you know, we ended up going in. We delivered him. Of course, he was stillborn as well. And um, that in that moment is when... It kind of clicked for me. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Jesus. What? <laughs> You're real? You have, go. <laughs> you have feelings? That's At least we can laugh about it, right? Yeah. So um, I remember laying in the bed, and I was holding my dad's son. And I said, Lord, I praise you. I said, I love you. And I know that what your word says, you're bringing us children. It was prophesied over us. Now that I'm thinking back. Yeah. Tell about when you were watching live stream. But he we prophesied in... before that. That's right. Do you remember before yeah. I even got pregnant with the twins? Yep. Teddy called my husband. Oh, Evangelist Ted. I just nope. Teddy. <laughs> I think you're okay. <laughs> I mean, where else can you listen to a podcast on miscarriages and people are laughing? But you know what? That's This is a perfect example of what the joy of the Lord is. He's our strength. Yes, I mean, it is. Yeah. We're, so it was like 2011. Now that I'm like remembering. I remember that. Yes. And so he he called me and my husband up and he's and both things he said now that I'm thinking about it have like are happening. So he said he was like he had no idea what had that I was told I couldn't have children at this point. And he said, you're going to have children and your children will have children. And nobody knew at this point. He didn't know. So I knew that was like from God. And so he also said, you know, spoke things financially to my husband that's just come to pass within the last like six months. So that's another whole other thing. But so in, so in 2014, so I had Mason, I'm laying in the bed, and me and my husband are looking at him and looking at how beautiful he is. 
And even though he wasn't breathing in that moment, like I knew God was good because we weren't sad. You know, we were, you know, of course, naturally said, but we knew something good was happening, going to happen. And we felt peace. Like we didn't, I didn't say like, God, I can't believe you did this to me. Right. Or why didn't you come through? I did that with the twins. I was upset. And it's okay sometimes to be like, man, like I'm upset in this situation. It's okay to be upset. But you also have to know he didn't put that on you. You got to learn to fight through that so you don't stay mad at God the rest of your life. Right. You you have your little moment of being up and then you move on. Read your word. You have to read the word and know what he wants for you. So, you know, we had Mason that happened. I wanted to try again. In 2015, I was told that I had cancer. My doctor brought me in. And said, I'm 99% sure you have cancer. We need to do a hysterectomy and you'll need chemotherapy and radiation. So I looked at him and I said, what you're telling me is that I'm not going to be able to carry my child. I didn't think about the cancer part. I'm still like on my children. (laughs) She's still on that first word she got that she was going to have kids and it was going to come to pass. Right. So I wasn't even thinking about, he just said, you have cancer. I'm like... We're talking about my kids. And so he said, well, you can have someone carry your children for you. And I said, that's a lie because I know I've seen it in vision. I know I'm going to carry my children. Nobody's carrying them for me, which there's nothing wrong with that. I just knew what was what I was supposed to do. And I was supposed to carry them and have them. So, you know, you, you still have to have wisdom. And we went through testing. We went and saw an oncologist. And um, that's the right doctor, right? Oncologists? Cancer doctors? I don't even know because I don't even watch it. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Just say cancer doctor. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> so we went and we saw and he said the same thing. He said, we need to go in and you need to have a hysterectomy. Again, like I'm young. So um, – and then we'll do chemotherapy and radiation. You know, you like, you'll be okay. And we're just looking. We're like, no. I like, absolutely not. And I left. And here's something, too, is when you're battling something, you don't tell everybody. Yes. <laughs> you don't tell the world yes. what you're going through. <laughs> you don't put it, it on Facebook. Because here's the thing is everybody wants to say, oh, I'm praying for you, but they're not praying for themselves. They have no power. Yeah. And so if being nosy, right, people just want to know what you're going. They want to know why are you on the altar on your hands and knees crying? Right. You know, and so you got to get and know with the people that have the power, you know, that are seriously going to stick with you. Yes. And pray with you. Yep. So I um, your faith. Yes. So I told Teddy and Carolyn at the time, um, I was working for you guys. I told Teddy and Carolyn and we called our pastor. That was it. We didn't tell family and we kept it private because we were battling this and it's not for everybody to battle with you. You know, a lot of times people and this is this happened to us. People say, well, why don't you just adopt? Why don't you just, you know, maybe just God doesn't want you to have kids. We heard that, you know, so instantly, of course, those are the people that we cut, you know. Yeah. But I'm, I remember always every time you'd text me or you – well, you call me with the miscarriages mm-hmm. and stuff and I'd say, keep trying. Yeah. Have another baby. Yeah. Keep trying. That's and those the word are the you people got. you want. Keep trying. Yep. So in 2015 – oh, so so then we went through the testing. They said, you know, it's cancer. I needed to do all this stuff. 
we went for the last scan. I want I want to have another test done. I want you to look again. I will never forget. I was at my husband's job. I stepped outside to take the call, and it was the doctor himself. You hardly ever get calls from, like, the doctors themselves. Right. It's the office. He said, I had to call you myself. I've never seen this in all the years. What was there is gone. Hallelujah. The tumor that was in your uterus is completely gone. There's nothing there. So soon after that, I get a text from Carolyn, and I was in church. It was a Wednesday night, and she said, did you watch live stream? And I said, no, not yet. And she said, go back and watch it. Teddy said that that was for you. So it was in May or June? June, the first week of June when we're always at um, World Harvest Church in Atlanta. Yeah, and he said, he pointed to the camera, and he said, you will hold your miracles by next June. You will hold it in your hand. I instantly, I remember dropped to my knees when I was watching it. And I said, Lord, I know it and I receive it. I know we are going to have our children. Next June, June 5th, we had Isabella. (laughs) And the same week we were back there there. the next year. Yeah. Yeah. It was exactly one year. Exactly. Exactly one year. He said, said, by next June, you will hold your miracle in your hand. And then he had got off the platform. He had told you, he said, that was for Jenna. And we received it instantly. Like, we knew it. And I remember we danced and we were excited and we were ready. So, you know, we, we, so anyway, so in 2016, we had our daughter. And instantly, of course, like the, when you kind of have a pattern of things, you're like, here we go again. Is this going to work this time? We didn't feel like that. Like, we were ready. Yeah. I was ready. I prepared myself before I even got pregnant. Yeah, because you've lost one, two, three, four. Four kids you've lost. Yep. And then now you're pregnant mm-hmm. again. So that was after that word you received. Yep. Were there um, were there any scriptures that stand out to you that you guys stood on during this time? Um, yeah. You know, dur- during all of this, up and down, having a child losing a child and, and, and the cancer and everything, were there any specific scriptures you and Ralph stood on during it? Yeah, so I'm really big on confession, and that's something that I had to learn. So I kind of took a picture of it actually for you to see. So I am really big about putting stuff up around our house, on our bathroom mirrors, what we're believing for. One night I said, I said, I've had enough. Like, that's it. I... I spoke it. I said, this is what's supposed to be for me. And like, I've had it. Like, I'm going into battle and I'm going, like, I know I've already won. I like, the word tells us we've already won. And so <clears throat> I sat up one night and I looked through the Bible and I was like, Lord, show me women who could not at one point have children who, who had children. And I printed it out with a confession. And so like I have here. Um. Yeah, pick pick a couple good ones. Yeah. Right there. You got so it. like Rebecca in Genesis twenty five twenty one, Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was unable to have children. Then you see in Genesis twenty five twenty three, and the Lord told her, "The sons in your womb will become two nations." From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. So you know it goes on, and Rebecca discovered that she indeed had twins. Then there is Elizabeth. 
In Luke 1, verse 7, they had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. Luke 1, 57, when it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And so I, I went through these. I'm going to I'm gonna um, type these out and put them at the bottom of the podcast. So, Or I'll type them out and send them whoever wants them. I'm, I'm going to get them on paper for you. So if you are battling this that's listening have battled and you're you're really believing for a child i'm going to get these typed out for you and give to you so you can print out and put them on your refrigerator your bathroom mirror and and declare them each and every day yeah i have hannah here sarah and i I put all the scriptures of where it said that they could not have children and then where it said that they did and i read this every day multiple times a day i put it on my bathroom mirror i actually just sent this to a friend of a friend um she was having trouble um conceiving and was you know kind of feeling down about it and just needed to be uplifted and i printed this and i gave it to her and she's now pregnant and she was she's having a son yeah that's awesome I, i even sent her my confession you know i have a confession at the top and i said i confess with my mouth by this time next year, I wrote this after Teddy <laughs> prophesied oh, in the man. camera. I didn't even know that. I said, I will hold my testimony in my hands. I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that I will have a beautiful, strong, healthy baby born out of my womb, yes. not somebody else's. I will have a complication-free pregnancy and delivery. And I, Lord, I thank you ahead of time for it. I have seeds sown and I will reap the harvest. I will have my miracle. Just like the women in the Bible, Hannah, Sarah, Rebecca, I too will have my own child and they will love the Lord and they will live for him. Hallelujah. I I feel the anointing of that. (laughs) I said, I will testify to the world about my miracle that could not have been done without Jesus Christ. And my testimony will turn non-believers into believers and it will be a gateway to lead people to the Lord. Use me, Father, and use my future children. I declare it done. And I read it every single day, multiple times a day. And Oh, yes. You have it in a frame. Yeah. I see that. Yep. And it built me up. And I would would smile every time I read it. And I just... So, see, Jenna could have taken the word that she received in church. And, you know, a lot of people do that. They'll get a word from the Lord and they'll start seeing a little part of it. Okay, so she was healed of cancer, but it you know probably wasn't a good idea for her to go ahead and have another baby because her her womb was messed up. They wanted to do a hysterectomy and things like that. So she could have gone a different avenue and still received kids like the Lord said. She still would have been a mom if she did that surrogate uh, thing, but but that wasn't the word she received in its fullness. So you have to remember when you receive a word, don't take a a little detour and easy avenue out of it to get to the word that he that he said. Don't don't go around it. Literally stand on it and just press through and stay on that path of the word that God's given you. That's right. That's right. All right. So we've gotten up to the point. You've you've gone through four miscarriages. Well, you've delivered three children already at this point. Yeah. That you've held. Mm-hmm. We you, held all three of them. All three you've held. Uh, so you you went to the hospital twice to do the whole birth procedure mm-hmm. that we go through, um, and then one miscarriage was at seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you you know you still have to let your body release that part. Yeah. Um, okay. So now you've you're pregnant. I'm pregnant. You're pregnant again. <laughs> again. This is 2015. 
Yep, because we were pregnant at the same time. Yeah. Um, her oldest little girl and T3 are the same age. They're only a month apart. So I had just told you I was pregnant. Yes. And then – You walked in my house and saw my pregnancy test and you were like, you're yeah, pregnant. Yeah, so I walked <laughs> in her house and freaked out a little bit. She hadn't told me yet and that's what happens when you leave those things around. <laughs> Um, okay, so we have – she's declared her scriptures, her confession. So now we're pregnant again. All right, we're doing this thing again. Mm-hmm. Were there the same – the mental battle you had with your um, – now that you're pregnant again, that same mental battle, What is what is going on again at that point? Yeah, so instantly, of course, we go to the doctor. We're like, we're pregnant again, you know, and they're like, well – you know, we can't guarantee anything. You know, we're going to do what we can and we'll just watch you really closely. But they, they're kind of setting you up because they're like, you've had a history. You know, oh, so they're yeah. kind of setting you up for failure. And, and we still immediate we were like, fear when you walk in. Immediate. The yeah, very first appointment. In face and you got to make a decision then and there. Very first appointment. And I'm so thankful because my husband has never missed an appointment. Never missed an appointment. And they would say something to us because there was battles along the way and they would say something to us and he would he he just shrugged it off he's so good like that like he's like that's not what god said like you know we thank you and all but yeah we know something different and so instantly of course you know it's kind of like a negative appointment without them trying to be and um we just we walk out and we're like we're going to have this baby like god had told us like this is it and we were ready to fight at that time like, I was ready. Like, my gloves were strapped on. Like, yeah. I was like, this is not happening again. I refuse. Like, I refuse. Because when you get a bad report, there's a difference when you're a believer and you stand in the Word of God, fact versus truth. Mm-hmm. Fact. Yes, Jenna has lost four kids. Fact. She went through cancer, did get healed, but she still should probably not have messed her body up with getting pregnant and doing all that you know there's a lot that happens down there when you're pregnant you know fact yes it it, it's not a good idea but what's the truth the truth is the word of god what did what did he say to her you're gonna have kids your kids are gonna have kids Mm -hmm. we're gonna get this seed and we're gonna you know it was powerful that what she said about nations because in one little seed i'll touch on at the end of at the end of this podcast there are nations inside of you Absolutely. So powerful. Absolutely. And yeah, so we just fought. When I would I would be home during the day, I would be listening to praise music. I would play my Bible app at night so that even when I'm sleeping, my faith is being built up. Even when I'm sleeping, like the word is coming into me. My my ch- child's hearing that. They hear very early. Yeah. They like I always played music too. Yeah. So I, I always played praise On my music. Stomach, I'd put like mm-hmm. headphones or something on. Yeah, I I would read the Bible to my baby as if she was sitting in front of me, and I would just pr- I praised God the whole way through, the whole time. Now you have to remember, like she's done this. She had a baby at at nine months old that died. Mm-hmm. So she's you know we're starting from the beginning. It's not like. The twins, you know, you got to the 20-week, 23-week mark, and then it's like she's got to fight this fear until the baby comes out because she was just about three weeks shy of giving birth to Mason. We had his and nursery some crazy done. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, his whole nursery was done. Like, we were ready. And so, yeah, so we're starting all over again. Like, we're back at square one. Were there any issues with your pregnancy with Bella? 
So, um, Isabella, that's her full name. Yeah. <laughs> so with Isabella, they, um, try to say that there was, uh, it, it was something with her umbilical cord that, like with both, we now have two children. Isn't that crazy? Like the devil has. Listen, the devil has no new tricks. Yeah, it's at the same. all. So what happened with our son was they said his umbilical cord came unraveled. With both of my pregnancies that I have two two children living now, both times it was spoken that something was wrong with their umbilical cord, <laughs> and so we knew. We laughed, like we literally laughed, and we were like, "Devil, we we see you coming a mile away." Like. He, he does the same thing, but he, he, you know, he tries to get you where, you know, yeah. where he thinks you're going to fall. But so, yeah, so we go through the pregnancy with Bella and um, I was on bed rest because, you know, they considered me high risk. And so we actually remember when we were in, um, I went to that meeting. I was I just found out I was pregnant, but I had like bleeding. Yeah. Remember that? Is At that Oh, yeah. Here. Yep, at Oprah, I had went to a meeting. It was, like, soon after I found out I was pregnant. And I had had bleeding. And and instantly, even though, like, I'm in a meeting, I was like, am I miscarrying? Like, you know, like, that that wants to be the first thing that comes to your head. But you have to instantly be like, no. Yeah. You you really, you're your biting. Supernatural eyes at that point. Yeah, you're you're fighting your flesh. Like, you're really fighting your flesh. And so, um, yeah, that was, you know, in the very beginning, everything ended up being okay. We ended up having her. Um, but one of the best things is, is the doctor kept trying to get you to have the baby in May. And yes. that's what I thought. Yes. So listen, if she had her in May, it wouldn't have been the year that Ted prophesied yes. and said this time next year, this time next year. So if she had her in May, it wouldn't have been this time next year. So yeah. I love that part. So when they technically are like, okay, they're full term, my doctor was like, I want to get this baby out of you. Like everything is good. She looks great. Like let's just go ahead and I want to induce you. He ended up having to go out of town. <laughs> and so it ended up being the first week of June yep. instead of the, the end of May. Year. Yep. So awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so we had her and um she's amazing. How old is she now? She's two and a half. She's and so it's funny because God really like he's funny. Like he's really funny. So like the whole time I prayed, I would say, Lord, make her strong. Because for me, I was like, I'm fighting, but she's fighting too. You know, like She's fighting to be here, too. Yeah. And so I was like, make her strong. Make her a fighter. Make her, you know, all these things. And let me tell you, the girl is strong. Like, she... Now Jen's like, I should have Yeah, so I was like, God, you're, you're funny. You prayed three days a week for that right. instead of seven. And so, <laughs> yeah, so we had Isabella. And then um, I and get then pregnant, pregnant again. again. <laughs> She likes getting pregnant. <laughs> so I get pregnant again She's with one of those ladies. Yeah, no, right. With our daughter Jasmine. And she was the only one not planned. <laughs> so I think I was in shock half the time. <laughs> now at this point, did you have any did you battle any mental stuff no. at that point? No. No. It was over. I, like, you know why? Just... Because I said God already did it once. Why wouldn't he do it again? Isn't that a song like by Ty Trivet? Is it? I think so. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, he already did it. Like he already did it. So, so who am I to say you're not going to do it again? Yep. You know. And so, but the same thing happened. We went in, and they told us that 
they didn't think that Jasmine was going to um, grow properly, that she would have heart problems. She would maybe be born small or have defects or because they said they the three strands of the umbilical cord, just like we went through with Mason, they said one was entirely missing. So she wasn't getting nutrients. Ridiculous. So instantly we walk out. And once again, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone what the doctor told me. They asked me how my appointment went, and I said it went great. And my mom went with me to a follow-up appointment. She wanted to see the ultrasound of the baby, and they said, everything looks great. Like, there's there's her, her third strand of her umbilical cord. Like, it's not missing. And my mom looks at me, and she said, what, what are they talking about? And I was like, nothing. She's fine. <laughs> you know? Because you, you, you I can't. in it's family, friends. I mean, you just don't tell everybody what you're going through. It's just, it'll, it actually will kind of like weaken your faith. It, it can backfire. Because yeah. Because they're not at the same level as you. And, you know, people, people get caught up in, oh, well, you know, that's my mom. Right. I have to tell my mom everything. Um, or, you know, whoever speaks into your life that's close like that, if it's, you know, your grandmother that's raised you or anything like that, or your best friend or anything, but it, you, you don't have to tell everybody everything. That's right. Because you have to look at it this way. If they're not on your level of faith or higher, Hi, yeah. it, it, it's going to backfire on you. And for me, I, I wanted people who were higher. Because at that point, one little, one little thing is a seed of doubt, and then it grows fast. Really, yeah. Really fast during those situations. And you have to um, bring thoughts into captivity in your mind. So, like, something will come into your mind, and even though you're like, you know what, I'm not going to speak it, you're thinking it. Oh, yeah. You're, you're thinking it. Oh, and then you think on it, you dwell on it, yeah. and then you start saying it. That's just where it is. It grows in your mind. Yeah. So we said, we were like, nope, this this isn't right, you know? And she ended up being being fine and so yeah so now we have jasmine and isabella isabella is or isabella's two and a half jasmine is eight months old and not to get confused we did name them after our original twins and and the best part is i love this you're gonna have to find jenna on instagram okay it's (laughs) jenna joiner j-o-i-n-e-r her girls look like twins they do it mm-hmm. is so amazing. We post pictures and people will be like, oh, it look at Bella. It blows me away every time she texts me. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're they, the twins. They look identical as babies, literally identical. And so I'm so glad. My husband came to me and he said, I want to name them after the twins. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, let's do it. And they, they look like twins. That yeah. so awesome. So, you know, if – if you send this to anyone who's been battling something like this or you're battling it now or you have um, and it's maybe caused you to step back from trying or you're, you feel weak in your faith, uh, how would you minister to moms that are listening right now uh, that have gone through something like this? I would just tell you to – a lot of times we're in church and like – something bad happens we instantly are like embarrassed right you know what i mean like this isn't yeah. supposed to happen to us like yeah. we're tithers we're givers we're faithful we, talk we believe it. in miracles so you don't talk about it you push us out you're embarrassed that's the wrong thing to do because the devil's winning yeah at that point he does when yeah you, when you when you are shut up mm-hmm. and you can't praise and you can't talk about something and you feel that guilt you know you should feel guilty and ashamed if you're sinning Absolutely, yeah. 
Not not because you've gone through a miscarriage yeah. or a situation like this. Just because you get saved doesn't mean that you're not going to ever have to battle anything. You right. know? Like, that doesn't mean that, like, life is just, you know, you're not going to ever have to come up against anything. So I would tell you to read the word. You have to read the word. I would tell you to praise. I think that's that's so big. Like, you have to show God. It's easy to praise him when things are, are good. Sure. But when you're but laying the real in bed. Thing is, yeah, when you're laying in bed, like, holding your dead son. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, like, and you're praising the Lord. That's a whole other I, praise. I lifted my hands, and I said, I love you. And... I know you want good for us. And so that's it's just what you have to do. Like He honored her faith in that very moment. Yeah. I believe it. I believe he honored yeah. your faith. Because we didn't did have that. any problems after that. And, that. and that's what I was sitting there looking at him laying in the bed. And, and that's when it clicked for me. Yeah. And I was like. Because he didn't take Mason. But I believe he was watching watching you to see, you know. Yeah. What's the reaction that my, my children are going to have? For sure. What are is, they going to hate me? Yeah. What is she going to do in this me? moment? Mm-hmm. In this moment. You know, no, he didn't take my, my child at all. But in this moment, he saw me going through something, and he, and he says, what are you going to do? Yeah. Are you going to praise me? Do you know that I'm, I'm your father? You know? Yeah. We take care of our children, and he wants to take care of us just like the way we take care of our yeah. children. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would just tell you to stand firm on the word, and it's not a time to back out of church. No. I would go to every every time the doors were open. I know. Like, I've, I've known people that have gone through a miscarriage and um, they 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 start missing things or not in the service. Yeah. They got to. It's the worst thing you can do. Step back and, and evaluate the situation. I did that with the twins. Yeah. I did that. You're a mi- yeah. I said I'm upset. You've learned from this situation. Yeah. You've, and that's what I tell grown. people. That's, that's major. Yeah. Like I look back at everything and I learned something with every pregnancy. Every pregnancy I learned something and I grew. That's that's the important yeah. part is I grew. But yeah, you, you got to stay around the word. You have to stay around people who are going to encourage you and just know like what God wants. For you. He wants us to be fruitful. He doesn't want us not to have children. That's that's absurd. <laughs> yeah. No, it says he, he they're a gift. Yeah, they're a gift. I mean, it's it's one of the best gifts. I love being a mom. I thank God for that all the time. I always say, thank you. I, every time I'm praying with Isabella at night, I always say, you know, make her a mighty woman of God. But then I always say, and Lord, thank you for trusting me with them. I say that too. Yeah. I'm like, thank you for trusting me. That's a big deal. It is. I said it to, to Maddie last night when I was praying with her. I was, Lord, thank you for entrusting me. With my children. It's an honor to be their mom. Yeah. They need to hear that. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can get mad at them and you can say stuff, but I mean, you need to let them know that you enjoy being their parent and that, you know, explain to them, the Lord has entrusted me with you and I've got to do everything the Lord's told me to do and how to be your parent. That's right. And that's part of discipline. You're doing it, you know. Yeah. It's for love. That's another whole discipline. other thing. Yeah. <laughs> Go listen to Who's the Boss. <laughs> On my other podcast. <laughs> but it says in Matthew seven eleven, a lot of, you know, people know this verse, but think about it. So if you sinful people, the world he's talking about, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? And that's it. You're asking him. Like I said before in Psalms, it says he's given you the desires of of your heart. Where do you think those desires come from? Mm-hmm. Straight from the Lord. And if you're listening to this and you desire to be a mom 
and you, you know, you don't have to go through any of this. But if you have and you still desire to be a mom, push for it. Yeah. Stand on the word. Go for it. Don't give up. I mean, she 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 lost a lot of children that she has in heaven that she's going to see again. But yeah. don't let that stop you from doing, you know, being fruitful and multiplying and having children. That's right. So, of course, the last thing I'm going to bring up is abortion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because tell me how appalling abortion is. Now, for me, you know, but for I'm saying for you who has battled miscarriages, who fought so hard to have children, um, what are your thoughts on this demonic nature? It's, it's just that it, it's it's literally demonic. It is the most evil thing. And, you know, I'm seeing all these pictures of, you know, the people in New York signing and they're just smiling. Oh, full Did of the devil. Did you see that? Full of the devil. It's the most demonic thing I have ever seen in my life. And just recently when Carol and I were talking about doing this podcast, is we have pictures of um, our three children that, you know, we delivered who, you know, were stillborn. And we have pictures that we took with them and, you know, and I've never shown them to anyone. But it, like in this moment, it makes me want to show people because yeah. like it's just – it's so crazy to me that somebody can go nine months. Like you can literally, you oh, know, no. that's you know, personality insane. at that point. Yeah. It, it's not even crazy. It, it's just demonic. I mean, you can't, it's straight up murder and it's, it's a murder at any age, any to age, do an abortion, any age. And the thing is, is, you know, people will say, well, what about rape or whatever? Look at the statistics of that. Yeah. I, I looked it up here. You can read it. Yeah. One point. Five percent of yeah. abortions are due to rape and incest. One it's mixed together. One point five. That's not a reason. It's not to kill a baby. It's not. It's not a reason to kill a baby. There's so many other avenues uh, that people, you know, to to give life to. If you don't want to have that child, like you said, there's adoption and things like that. But like, look at the the testimony of like that child's life and how God can use them. Of course. I was um, listening to uh, Miles Monroe. He's a wonderful man of God. And he said, when you kill a seed, you're really killing a harvest because in that, that, that's inside every seed. So he was given examples. In an acorn seed, there's a forest that comes out of it. Wow. it with, with, um, and then like for fish, there's a school of fish. Mm-hmm. And then for birds, they're all in flocks. So God's into multiplying. Yeah. He doesn't want, you know, yeah. death and and killing these babies. So, if you know, people will say, how could you say this? But Christians should never be for abortion. You're not a Christian if you are. I don't. Exactly. There's no way. You I, can't be. No. Mm-mm. You're going against I, the word of I God. I don't care how much you... Um, I might lose some people here, but I don't care how much you like or dislike our current president, Trump. Right. He was for mm-hmm. life. There's not pro-choice and pro-life. That's the first thing we look at when we're voting. It, it, it's it's life or death. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're pro-murdering, pro-death, or you're pro-life. Yeah. And, I mean, that's one of the main things, you know, I'm not trying to be uh, President Trump's best friend. Right. And I'm not saying he didn't – he wasn't like a womanizer. 
Yeah. But, but he's for what, life. What are his principles? Right. I mean, like, come on now. This doesn't take a rocket scientist. I know people say all the time, like, I can't believe, you know, that, you, you know, you see everybody like bashing Trump and he does this and he does that. Like, he's still a man of the world. Right. Yeah. Why are we shocked when someone that is part of the world acts right. like the world? I never but, understand that. Right. Concept. But for me, <laughs> when like when somebody is saying, you know, this isn't right and it goes with the Bible, like, you know, exactly. There you have it. Well, but think, yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no. So for me, yeah, like being in those situations, I just can't imagine even my girls that I have now, or like they said, like, you know, maybe you should go and abort or, you know, because there could be issues or what. I have two healthy children. Yeah. And they are so amazing and just, they're just awesome. And so it's like, I just can't see how there would be any reason whatsoever to do that. And, it, and it's the devil winning. Like you, the, it's literally from the devil Oh, it's back from Bible times. It's like when they heard that Jesus was going to be born, what they want to do? Abort babies. Yeah. Moses, what they want to do? They wanted to abort babies. So it's a demonic thing that's always been around. And we got to really kick it back to hell where it came from. Yeah. Because it's crazy that you're going to be able to kill a baby right before it's born. I just can't. I mean, it's crazy to kill a baby at any age. Any age. I can't, I can't imagine. In Jeremiah, it says, I knew you before you were – I want to read, like, the exact – I have it. I, always, I had this on Mason's wall, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Yeah. There's somebody. That lets you know – like, he knew, knew that life. There's a world changer. Yeah. That's getting ready to be born. Yeah. And the devil doesn't like it. So we need to wake up and we need to choose, you know, what pro-life, whatever, whatever's going on. We need to wake up. And this is a demonic attack on seeds mm-hmm. of, of God. So thank you so much, Jenna, for being yeah. with us. I'm going to pray at the end of this broadcast. Father God, I thank you for each and every woman listening right now. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, if this is a battle that they have uh, been defeated by, if they have lost a baby, if they've had miscarriages that they've dealt with, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that this is it. Father God, I pray that their faith be built up. I pray and command and rebuke the enemy to leave this situation that they're dealing with. Your word declares in Isaiah 26, 3, that we will keep in perfect peace whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Father God, we trust in you. We say enough is enough. We are going to hold the promises in our hand and the promises come from the word of God. Thank you, Father God. We praise you and give you all the glory and the honor and that any issues that we have had in our body that will prohibit us from getting pregnant, Lord, I pray it in the mighty name of Jesus come in align with your word. 
that their bodies will be touched, healed, and made whole. Like I said before, in Isaiah, live in perfect peace. Peace means nothing missing, nothing broken. So in the mighty name of Jesus, nothing missing and nothing broken for each and every woman that's listening to this podcast, that they will receive their miracle, what they're believing for, and it will quickly come to pass. We rebuke the enemy. He can't come near our bodies. It is a body that belongs to Jesus Christ. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening and hanging out with us this long. But we want you to continue to push forward. There's no need to back down when the devil attacks. That's right. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. And it also says that he's given us, the Lord, Jesus, has given us all power over the enemy. So all means all. There's not a little part missing. We have everything in this word of God that's alive and powerful to fight the devil, to wear our armor. You know, a lot of us get up and you think about the armor of God as something you learn in like a little kid's class, but it's something we need, all of it. We need to have the helmet on that covers our thoughts, our minds, you know, the faith, sort, you know, the spirit, the belt of truth. We have to have all of it on to fight the battle. Nobody goes to battle with half of their armor or, you know, no gun and no ammo. Like we have to have all of it to fight the devil. And just remember, there's an enemy out there to attack you. You got that word. You have a desire to be a mom. Keep pressing forward. And if you have any questions, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Please write in. You can go to nonstopmom.net um, and you can follow us on Facebook or I guess me. But I'm, you're a mom too. She, she's with me with Miracle Word. So you can follow me on Nonstop Mom um, on Facebook. There's a private group there. We're going to be doing some lives soon. Um, I really feel strong about this subject because it's, it's always a hush-hush. You know, every time I talk to somebody, everyone feels like it, it's almost like they sinned. Because it's, they, so, it's, it's that feeling like they sinned because they had a miscarriage, and it's shameful. not. It's not like that. So yeah. I want your faith to be built. Um, I think I'm going to do a Facebook live uh, with Jenna coming up, and um, she even said she'd sh- show the pictures of her sweet little babies, all of them. Yeah. So, so stay tuned for that, and I'll announce that coming up. But thanks again for joining us. I love you so much. And like I said, if you have any questions, please write in um, under Instagram. It's Carolyn Shuttlesworth or nonstopmom.net. I'll talk to you soon. Love you guys.